Welcome to Dangerously Likely. I'm Caleb. And I'm Terrell. And today, we're dangerously likely to talk about the polls after the election. So Caleb, what if you were able to be any animal you wanted for a day? What would you be and why? You know, Terrell, that's a great question. (laughs) Because even though these aren't real, I would probably be some sort of bird. <laughs> For context of why birds I laughed as aren't real. As I did. Folks, birds aren't real. Was that a me thing or was that a you thing? I think it's an everyone thing. Birds are definitely real. Well, Terrell. Terrell. Just because they sit on wire or uh, Yeah, why so Terrell lines. You know why they sit on power lines? Because they're comfortable. It's not because they recharge. It's I'm because they recharge. You, you know why? Are we becoming you know Fox why? News right now? Is that what? Like what? You know why COVID is a thing? Why? <laughs> Terrell is very scared right now. Just a little concerned. The government created it so everyone would go inside. We are Fox to News to change the batteries of the birds. We're Fox News. <laughs> wow! I never thought this. They're would government be how I... drones, Terrell. I never thought this is how I would fall. Don't um, worry. Don't um, worry, folks. I'm completely kidding. Are you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dangerously likely to be joking about this right now. Do you still want to stick to bird? I do, because I think it would be fun to fly around and be a bird. <laughs> okay. Um, kind of like a parrot. Then I could goof off with some pirates or something, you know? Oh, because of your game. I thought just because like pirates like to repeat people's things and make them annoyed. And you do that a lot in this podcast, but also because. You... <laughs> Anyways, Terrell, what if you could be, <laughs> what if you could be any animal? Mm. Why do I never put thought into these? What ifs before I ask you? It's so. Maybe I'd be a spider just to scare the shit out of half the human race. Oh, but I do very it in a, vengeful in a, in a safe place because people just like to smash me, even though I help them get rid of fries. <laughs> they like to what you? <laughs> <laughs> Smash. Oh. Smashing. I can't socialize with you ever. <laughs> um. Oh, my God. What would I be? Honestly, I would probably be a wolf. Rar. No. <laughs> How? <laughs> you know what? I'd probably be an owl because that would just be a hoot. Ooh. I hope all of this gets deleted. <laughs> it's not. It's going online. Published to everybody in the world. I mean, you're the one who says people like to smash you, so enjoy that being published <laughs> everywhere. As a spider, <laughs> there's context. <laughs> Yes. I want to be in a safe space because people like to smash me. <laughs> word for word, Rich said. Um, anywho, yeah, I think I <laughs> I think I would be a wolf. Um, tell me why. I feel like you have a deep meaning to this, and I didn't give you a deep answer. I gave you birds aren't real. <laughs> I don't have a deep meaning. I I um I don't know. I've dogs are just too domesticated if i'm being completely honest oh you like to be you're wild wild (laughs) you like to roam free yes and like 
you have your pack, but you also travel alone and mm. they just look so majestic. And also people don't mess with them. And when they do mess with them, they get attacked. So they get all of that. If not that, then probably a bat. But that's because I'm like fascinated with vampires. Sounds, sounds like a home run to me. Yeah. <laughs> Are pollsters dead? <laughs> are pollsters dead? Not like literally dead, but are their careers gone? Are their careers gone? Well, Terrell, I want to read you a tweet from Nate Silver. My favorite, he's not actually a pollster. He's what just, mean? he builds models based analyst. off polls. Yeah, he analyzes the polls, build model, builds models. So I'm going to read you this tweet. And before you react, because I don't think you'll like it, I'm going to ask you a follow-up question. Okay. Nate Silver says, and Nate Silver is basically the guy who created 538, mm-hmm. um, as in 538 electoral votes, um, builds build big statistician, master statistician, as some would say. He's normally fairly decent when it comes to sports, not so much politics. Yeah, actually, true. Um, <laughs> he goes, if polls are becoming less accurate... It's not clear they are, but leave that aside for a moment. People basically just need to accept that there's more uncertainty. But instead, what will happen is that people will just be more confident in their dubious narratives and hot takes. I rolled my eyes. So Terrell, my question is, my real question about polls is, especially when it comes to 538 who doesn't do polls, they put the polls together, average them, and put them into a big model. They do a composite of sorts. Do you think that people are misreading models or that polls are just terrible? Polls are just terrible. Interesting. I don't, I, here's how I can point to this. You and I got into an, an, another great conversation around 538. We're always great, getting great conversations when we're not on the mic. True statement. <laughs> and then I go, um, no, we can't have this we conversation. We can't talk about this. It has a way for the podcast. <laughs> we got into a conversation about 538 versus real clear politics. And you were more comfortable going to the election than I was because of 538 and where their models trended, which was a composition of a lot of polls. And also they did do a very substantive um, analysis of why they felt this was where it was going to go. Cause they, they do a little bit of um, uh, the prediction. I felt less comfortable because I was starting to see a trend in polls on real clear politics trends that actually did pretty well reflecting where we ended up mm-hmm. but again i'll own pennsylvania that was the one where i got wrong but it, we were there um terrell on election night joe biden's not gonna win pennsylvania's out of reach i didn't think philadelphia I was, like, no, was we got to count the votes terrell i didn't <laughs> think philadelphia was gonna do what wayne county did i just didn't um and i mean michigan's getting a lot of highlight too because macomb county never mind we'll get into dissecting polls later um but I think that's a great example of it wasn't that people were misinterpreting what was happening. It was just that they were wrong and they were wrong again because they did even, they went through a, if, if the polls are as wrong as they were in 2016, here's where we think things would fall out. Mm -hmm. And even to that point, they were actually off in a lot of places. Well, we're actually not a hundred percent sure because we're still, we're still counting counting. in some of these states, but 
for the most part, they were they were more points off than they thought they would be in mm-hmm. certain places. Texas is a great example. Texas, they thought would be a lot closer, even if they leaned on the 2016 um, model, and it it wasn't close at all. I well, Terrell, I I'll be honest. I don't think polls are dead, but I think that like look. Polls will always be there in a sense that we need to know what Americans think about issues, you know, yes. in, in off election years. Also, 2018 midterms, polls were extremely accurate for the 2018 midterms. They were. Look, there is definitely a problem when two election cycles, presidential election cycles in a row, have been off in the same direction. That's not really normal. And what and pollsters need to find a way to to do better, right? I don't think they go away. They're gonna they're gonna stay there. They're gonna stay there. But even Nate Silver says this, and I wonder if you would disagree. Nate Silver says the polling, the errors in the polls, the margin of error, and remember, polls are not supposed to be 100% accurate. They're just supposed to kind of predict what it's going. And obviously, these polls didn't account for all the turnout. Mm. But wait a second. That is a very linguistic and syntactical dance that you are making. Why? Polls, polls are our best estimate. They're not 100%. But they also do a projection of where things are going, which is a exactly a true or false narrative. So if you're if you're a best estimate and your best estimate is that I'll use five thirty eight, Joe Biden is going to win a hundred plus electoral votes than Donald Trump, and you are wrong there. You are wrong overall. Yes, there were other estimates, and you can lean on them. But you now I'd say you're misusing the model. You. But you picked a specific total and said, this is where we, at this point, genuinely believe it's going to go. So I, I would argue, yes, I get it. Polls aren't polls have never been in a space to tell us exactly what's going to happen. But you can't pretend like that's like me in my predictions here. I could have flipped a coin and been like, oh, Joe Biden's going to win because it landed on heads. That's still a prediction that I got wrong, which is the exact same certainty as some of the models that we've seen in this election election cycle. I want to have a larger conversation with polls over the next couple of weeks as we get more of the votes in, mm-hmm. because at the at this moment of time, the polls are off by a little bit more than they normally are historically, but not as much as you might think, even though it feels like it, because all the errors were in the same direction. And I'm not saying there's something terribly wrong with polling. I just don't think they're dead. And we we kind of touched on this, but I think where the issue will continue to lie in polling is we focus too much on the national poll. So on a national poll, um, the final poll average for the national um, um, polling for the U.S. was plus eight for Biden. If it was as wrong as it was in 2016, it would have been a plus six. And it was closer to a plus five right now. Granted, there's still votes being counted. California, New York can run that up. And, a little and outside the normal range of a polling error. Yes. But just, does it predict state just by barely. state? State by state polls have always been a little bit less accurate. Yes. And that's where I think polling needs to focus and where polling will continue to be inaccurate. One reason why I think real, I was able to lean on real clear politics more this time is um, following 2016, certain states and their news outlets made a constructive effort to be more consistent in their polling. They ran polls just about every other week so that they could continue to show this chart. And that's why I was able to mm-hmm. say, 
I'm seeing a trend towards Trump in a lot of key states. This could be a really ugly night. I think that's where we need to think of. Also, I think we need to modernize polls, but I don't want to fall into a dark wormhole. I'm just saying phone calls are not the best way to get a gauge of where people are. Running emails, doing random like social media polls, mail like mail outs, all of these spaces and places work better. Um, and I think that's also why the Joe Biden campaign wasn't terribly surprised because we talked about this a few times. They would post up their internal numbers that had a lot of things significantly closer than polls that we had been reading. And I think they were able to lean on that more. Yeah, but I also wonder if they were just creating a narrative of being farther behind than what they were actually seeing. But that's something we can talk about in a little bit. If they were, I will argue that they're further behind was pretty accurate to where we ended up that night (laughs) yeah not not too far off i would argue they did a bit better than it but it was still yeah closer than what the national polls were saying so i want to read you a couple paragraphs also from um i believe nate silver as well um at the after after biden got called you're just fanboying today i am i (laughs) I really love nate silver analysis but i also love running it by you because your reaction to it is just the best. And I hope the viewers back home agree. So I'm going to read a couple paragraphs starting right now. What about the polls? Didn't they show a wider margin for Biden? Yes, they did. Biden led in the final national polls by around eight points. And I did want to bring this up because you, Terrell, were talking about national polls. Mm -hmm. So we're probably going to wind up with a polling error of around three to four points, both nationally and at the state level. Although that will reflect a combination of states like Georgia, where the polls were spot on, and others like Wisconsin, where there, there were big misses. This and is, Texas. Yeah. This is, of course, a subject on which we'll have more to say in coming days. So watch out for more Nate Silver 5.3 analysis from Caleb. For now, it's safe to say that pollsters will have some questions to answer, especially on how they missed in the same direction, underestimating Trump in some of the same states two elections in a row. At the same time, this election's polling error may wind up being fairly normal by historical standards. Indeed, the final polls miss by around three points on average in presidential elections. The error this year may be somewhat wider than that, but we should wait for all the votes to be counted because margins may shift substantially in some states before results are certified. Mm -hmm. So more poll analysis coming in the future. In any case, Biden's ability to survive a polling error of the size that St. Clinton was precisely the reason he was a fairly heavy favorite in our forecast, which I think is an interesting notion. Biden won or is likely to win several states, Georgia, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Arizona, by margins that will probably be between zero and two percentage points in contrast to Clinton, who lost Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Florida by margins of one percent point, one percentage point or less. Mm-hmm. Biden's 89% chance of winning the Electoral College included the possibility of nail-biter wins in critical states, although, again, it's hard to know if this race would be regarded as that much of a nail-biter if not for the timing of ballot counting in the blue shift. Definitely would have still been considered a nail-biter. I'm curious about that too, though. How did we all react when we saw how underperformed Florida was? I think that was a trigger. I think if Florida would have responded a little bit differently, the night would have not even flipped in Joe Biden's favor. Oh, I agree with that one. Miami-Dade wasn't as low as it was, and exit polls didn't show that Joe Biden underperformed with Latinx folk. I think the day wouldn't have been a nail biter. So I agree with that one, but I also like you. Ha- so you have Florida. Mm-hmm. You have Florida that's like, oh no, 
like, is this, is this what happened in 2016? Florida goes down when we thought we were doing well in it. And North Carolina. But I also think that let's say all the, or we were able to safely project states on election night. Um, like, I don't know any of the battleground states that weren't projected. Yeah. Like everyone was freaking out about Nevada. Joe Biden won there by over two points. Everyone was freaking out about Michigan. Joe Biden's two points ahead in Michigan. Again, only because of Wayne County. <laughs> yes, but we, if we know that on election night, would we have thought that that was a close election? Yes. Maybe to you and me, but maybe not to the general I would agree public. with that. And I, I've had this conversation with my mom quite a bit too of, it just seems like this election is going so much longer. And da, 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 da. and I, I have to explain, this is how it always is. I A fun question it's to pose here. uncertainty with so much absentee. A fun question I posed here too is, uh, or to her is maybe this is the the time that we news organizations stop projecting winners of uh, for the presidential election. They don't project winners of states, not because <laughs> I don't think they would, but I I think to well I just don't think that they should stop. I agree, but I I Do was you? explaining I was explaining to her. <laughs> This isn't longer. We've just become so accustomed to knowing that it sucks when we don't. Yes. But even though the votes aren't certified until the middle of November, technically, and this December, hasn't happened. Right? December 8th, I thought. That was November. Um, I think that was per state. Per, per yeah, state, it depends on the state. All states are no, December 8th, I thought. I think that's right. Um, yeah. But I. Uh, this has never happened, but there is always that possibility that you get to the certification and by the time you reach certification, everything had flipped and just no one knew. Again, has never happened. Very rarely would, but I I do question if this was the election to kind of force people to say, we need to stop anticipating so much on November 3rd. Take a step back, see what happens, play around with it, look at things, and then wait until they're certified. Look, I think... The expectation going into this was the expectation going into this was that Trump, it was going to look very Trumpy until the absentee ballots came in yes. and we weren't going to know about the absentee ballots until a few days later in some of these States. And then Biden won. That's how that happened. That's literally but on election happened. night, everyone forgot about that and everyone freaked out that Trump was going to win, including you. I again called out. No, but, I'm I'm owning it, but again, I do think, and you you sat and watched me do. I this. definitely freaked out a little bit too, but yes. I was also optimistic about the absentee ballots. But Florida, I really Florida was scary. Florida, Florida, and exit polls really hit me. Of one, I thought Florida would be closer, and it wasn't at all. But Miami Day and the suburbs just did not show up for Joe Biden. And when you look at some of the spaces like Ohio, that we thought were going to be more competitive. Texas, that people thought were going to be more competitive. Those are spaces where suburban individuals did not show up for Joe Biden. And we also mm -hmm. said going into this election, we have to see how the night turns out for congressional uh, Democrats and Senate Democrats. And they didn't. And well. it was a slaughter. So with all of that, and I do think that, yes, I, I freaked out. I own that. But there were a lot of indicators that I, I think we all leaned on and were hopeful for that led us to say, this isn't going the way that anyone had projected. And it didn't. It did not go how any of us projected at any point. Um, so I, I think 
yes, we we can own that we're wrong and I can own that I'm wrong. But I also think that there there were a lot of indicators that night that led to people, myself included, saying this points to it being a tight race and it not being as conclusive as we would hope. Sorry for calling you out, although maybe I'm I mean, not. You're, you're right. <laughs> but I, I think that news organizations were able to call it in the past because they had more accurate information. This is a this, this is an unprecedented year in terms of how many people voted early in absentee and used absentee ballots to vote. And when you have that, it adds so much more uncertainty into the mix that you can't call a state. That's why you didn't see huge uh, networks and organizations like calling states as as they normally do. Except for Fox, who called Arizona, which is still uncalled by most news organizations. Yeah, but, go off Fox News Decision Desk, and they defended themselves, even though Jared Kushner called Fox owner Rupert Murdoch. Also, I mean, they had a reason to defend themselves. That if you, because yeah, they were probably right. Well, if you also Hopefully. read from, <laughs> if you also read like how that decision got made, AP also called Arizona yeah. um, the night of the election because um, Edson, I do believe, is the reporting system, um, reported Arizona with a higher vote return or vote share than was actually being reported. So for both of those news organizations, they were they felt comfortable making that assumption because. Joe Biden had like a, I want to say a, a huge lead. At yeah, the time. it was like five to like seven to, or five to seven points, something in that range. It's way closer now, but they haven't retracted their calls. They haven't, which I personally think is inappropriate. But AP also very rarely likes to admit that they're wrong. So I'm not terribly surprised. <laughs> <laughs> not what about Fox, though? Also very rarely likes to admit that they're wrong. So but wouldn't their surprised. base like it if they were like, oh, no, Arizona could go to Trump? Yeah, but it's hard to... It's hard to do that, especially when one of the individuals is trying to point out and say that there's voter fraud. Um, so you're going to f- backtrack, do all of these things, which is going to pander to that base. So I, I think Fox News is just in a, in a, a tough w- spot. Weird situation all the way around. Don't but, have any sympathy for them, by the way. You know same. But there's one thing I do want to touch on from the, the paragraph that you shared. I personally feel that is inappropriate (laughs) for Nate Silver, 538, any of those spaces to use this election as a justification that um, if if Joe Biden was in 2016, the results would have been completely different, Mm. specifically because I I think to how we started this conversation, African-American and BIPOC folk showed up not inherently for Joe Biden, but to protect themselves because they couldn't have another four years of Donald Trump. Yeah. And voter turnout, the highest ever. The, both of these candidates are walking away with the most votes that any candidate has ever won in American history. Had Joe Biden been there in 2016, it very well could have ended up exactly how Hillary Clinton did. And if Hillary Clinton was in his space, she very much could be walking away president right now, too, because it was such a referendum on Donald Trump, the person, the fear of what else could happen, not Joe Biden, 
the the perfect answer. I I know plenty of African American folk. You can look at um, exit polls. Joe Biden lost um, black men. He I've already mentioned he underperformed with Latinx folk. Where Hillary Clinton actually overperformed in those categories, but turnout was so low that it didn't matter. Yeah. So, um, well, okay. So obviously Nate Silver's analysis is operating in the, what we know sphere. Yes. And this is more of a thought experiment, but this now it's more of a thought experiment. Now I must challenge this, this notion that Hillary Clinton like overperformed in some of these groups. And the, the reason, no, I'm not saying that she didn't at the time, but I'm also kind of wondering there wasn't a blue wave like some of the polls led you to believe, right? Uh, there was huge turnout amongst Democrats, but this was also a strange year because there was massive turnout amongst Republicans, and that's why Trump has over 70 million votes. Yeah. So do you think when turnout was that high, do you think that the margins that Clinton would have won would have been more similar to Joe Biden when it came to certain groups? Yeah, she would have won Michigan. <laughs> yeah, but my question is, you were saying she actually overperformed Joe Biden in these areas, but do you think it actually would have been more similar to what Joe Biden won now with this massive turnout amongst Republicans? Because there's a bigger pool of that population that voted. Does that make sense? Now I'm tracking. No, I I think it would have been a little bit more of the... Well, that's a good <laughs> question, actually. Because Thought experiment you, on steroids. Because you have to think about... So Joe Biden except for Michigan, Wisconsin, and Georgia, and now Pennsylvania, as we're starting to get more returns, Joe Biden didn't do extremely well with suburban um, men and women. So uh, that is a good point on a thought experiment of um, Hillary Clinton also did not do well with suburbanites. So there, there's that potential and that possibility that that underperformance might've led to a different outcome. However, Again, leaning on Michigan, literally turning blue because one county just absolutely full turnout. <sighs> Wayne County, let's go. My home. Um, I, I think like Michigan would have gone blue. Uh, it probably would have gone blue a little bit sooner or a little bit faster than Joe Biden did because Hillary Clinton had done pretty well with black folk. The issue was she just didn't get the turnout because we talk about this and there's been plenty of postmortem, but a lot of it leaned into, again, polls of, well, Mm -hmm. she's got this in the bag. I don't need to vote. I'm fearful and thoughtful that the same thing could have very easily happened to Joe Biden. He's got this in the bag. We don't need to show up. Oh, absolutely. What happened in 2020 was we saw how just misleading that was. We can't do that again. I don't think it mattered if it was Hillary Clinton, Bernie Sanders. Uh, probably matter if it was Bernie Sanders. Hillary, Clinton, <laughs> if it was Hillary Clinton, um, Kamala Harris, or Elizabeth Warren. I think that the results would have ended up being very similar because this was a moment of we can't survive another four years yes. versus the assumption in twenty sixteen that. It just won't happen. We have faith that the country won't do that. It won't happen. <laughs> so that's my issue with with his piece of, yes, congratulations. You you were able to point out and say this is the margin. But it's yeah. inappropriate to assume that Clinton would have won now. Yeah, it's inappropriate to assume that your polling mistake was tethered to a person 
and not genuinely just a misreading of the electorate, which I think is the the ultimate issue that all the polls had. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> one more tweet by Nate Silver. I know the audience is probably getting a little tired of me uh, going after going with Nate Silver at the moment, but I have kind of a funny question for you, Terrell. Okay. Afterwards. So in this tweet, Nate Silver says, if people complain when the polls get the outcome right, but the margin wrong, as in example, Wisconsin this year, Mm -hmm. and they also complain when polls get the outcome wrong, but the margin is very close, like Brexit, for instance, remember that, then at some point you have to conclude that people just like to complain. And there's another eye roll from Terrell over here, but my (laughs) my question is, Terrell, is Nate Silver already coming at you before you've even written any blog post against him? <laughs> Probably. Um, <laughs> that's just, again, that's just in a, I understand and appreciate where he's coming from, but it's also an, an inappropriate uh, <laughs> space to step in of people are calling you out because you're doing your job wrong. Just like, just like well, people, I don't know if he's doing his job wrong because he doesn't actually take the polls. He's just analyzing what the polls are saying. But okay, so he you analyzed to, them so other wrong. people have to get the polls right. <laughs> I agree that for him to make an analysis that's more and he was mostly maybe speaking, people just like to complain. I think that's what you're doing. And he was mostly speaking to pollsters. I would like to point out. So when I'm saying you did your job wrong, I'm speaking to them. But also he analyzed them wrong again. If you if you took a step back. But looking at the polls and basing an analysis off of that, how could he have analyzed them differently? Also, I think I'm I'm more aggressive against 538 because they <laughs> they put so much into it looked like a rosy picture. Well, not even that. They put so much into rating polls and saying, "Here's how we see this poll. Here's how we see this poll." Versus real clear politics that literally just puts up numbers and is like, "Here's where things are." They were more spot on. So. I question, because I, I think there's room to argue, has 538 put too much bias into their models that they can't get things right because they're leaning on, well, here's how we, we've interpreted and here's how all of these parts. They've invested so much in that, yeah, they're they're just doing their job wrong versus just putting up the numbers and letting people do their own analysis. You can walk through it and do your analysis, but when you start weighting things and, and adding all these other spaces in, I just, I fundamentally think that 538 needs to have a reflection and say, maybe we need to stop tilting the scale. Putting this assumption and that assumption in. Yeah. Without any assumptions, I really wonder what their model would have showed. Uh, I do want to say, folks, this isn't a Democrat versus Republican kind of podcast. This is a 538 versus real clear politics <laughs> kind of podcast. I'm not biased to real clear politics only. Maybe you should eliminate some of those assumptions and maybe the polling would have been better, Terrell. I'm just saying, I mean, <laughs> you were nodding your head when I pointed out those facts too. No, I, like, 538 does weight and infuse their opinion into their model a, a great degree. And I don't disagree with them. I, I think they do a great job well, of analyzing why polls are certain things. I don't know if, I actually don't, by reading from what their poll, what they put into their poll, I don't, or their poll, their model, I don't actually think it's their opinion. It's what, it's data from the polls of what it's telling them, but it's extra stuff. And then just, instead of just the raw numbers. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it's opinion a little bit of... It's opinion of, do we put that in, right? We we validate, because like YoungGov is an A, I want to say it's an A minus, maybe B plus on their model. Yeah. It's modeled that way because they can say for history, it's been pretty good, blah, 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 blah. Oh, yeah. Maybe you just stop, you stop doing that. Because yeah, that, that does be... impact how their model... Yeah, because framed. they were... Because depending on how good of a poll, it will have more how well it's it's rated by them yeah it has more weight and it, they adjust it too uh and here's where the adjustment might but, go but i don't know if these these polls and these pollsters that are historically well like really good pollsters mm-hmm. i don't know if they're bad i just think i just think it might be more of a matter of okay the times have changed people aren't answering calls and that's usually the most accurate way to poll people I don't know if they're bad polls. I just think that there needs to be an update of methods. Yeah. And don't ask me what those are, but the methods right now haven't worked for two elections in a row for the most part. I mean, you could get a, I think you could get a better look at how the election turned out by throwing up a Twitter poll real fast than leaning on Nate Silver, but that's just me. Hey, well, one of the model outcomes is what we're seeing here. I, that is true. Look, I'm basically it was the saying, lowest probability, but it was one of the model outcomes. I'm basically saying the root of the issue is the method of which pollsters poll, not the model. And I'm saying it is the model and the method. It's all of it. Well, if the method's wrong, then the model's going to be wrong. Yes. But the model not might not be wrong if you do it the same way if the method's right. Think about that. Not necessarily. I mean, yes. It might not be, but it, it might could not be. be and but it's it hard to be. know. But I, I still think that both the method is wrong, which is making the model wrong. But I also think that the model itself is wrong in how it's facilitated. All right. <laughs> Just like there was uh, Team Jacob and Team Edward. It's a uh, team, team poll, team not poll. Team 5e Fox, team real clear. 5e Fox? That's what you went for? 5e Fox, it's their fox. It's the 538 mascot. Is that what it's called? <laughs> Oh I, God. I hate that so much. <laughs> it's the worst. I'm... It's the worst, and I'm still on that team. So, what does that say about me? <laughs> See, now I don't feel bad that I came for them as hard as I did because that <laughs> is awful. <laughs> there are such. There had to be a better idea. What do you think a bunch of data nerds are going to do? Anything other than fight? They Come don't on. act like they don't have a. a Come um, on. A communications team or department or stuff. I know they do because they do podcasts and do all these like graphics and whatnot. Look, when you're someone good, when had you're to good, be in that conversation. When you're good at taking a very complicated model and making it into a relatively easy to read, but they are model, and even then it's kind of hard to read because the model is so complicated. <laughs> See, <laughs> I don't have a lot of faith that they come up with anything better than Five E Fox. Although I still think it should be a Fox. Five E is an interesting name, even though Five Thirty Eight. I don't know. There could be something better. Yeah. You could play out. It could have been like the Silver Fox. Silver Fox. What? Nate Silver. Oh my God. But that's not. But he literally know. started the group. So I feel like you it's could have the- come up with something better than 5e Fox. Yes. Okay. You know what? I originally, I wasn't going to be on this whole real clear versus 538. But really? Now knowing their mascot, I'm 100% on real clear side. <laughs> There's no mascot. It is just the numbers. You figure it out on your own. What's some um, weird mascotty thing that 
messes up everything. What's Real Clear's mascot, or what could it they be? They don't have one. <laughs> I think it should be Claritin. Real Claritin Clear. <laughs> There's so much anger in my heart right now. Oh, my God. Why are you like this? I'm not going to apologize. Why are you like this? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Terrell, is there anything else that you would can't talk like to our can't listeners talk to, to know about polls right now? I can't In talk one sentence, what would that be? In one sentence? One sentence. What do you think our viewers should take away about the polls from the last four to five-ish years now? Look for a post-mortem report, not just for both parties, but also for the future of polling in America. I would add to Terrell's point. Of course you would. That (laughs) 5v Fox is the best. (laughs) Come on, real correct and clear. (laughs) No, I would add. I hate it here. I would add that. I hate it here. (laughs) I would add that. This notion that polls need to be super 100% accurate is incorrect. I agree. And that I don't think they will die, but I do echo Terrell's words. What is the future? They should at least be in their margin of error. I would just add that point. To be fair, we don't technically know if they weren't in it yet. Texas has already surpassed its margin of error by certain at least states three. for sure. Yeah, certain states, but technically, I already not all states. I've already conceded. Georgia was very close. Yes. Wisconsin was also pretty accurate. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> As you look it up, um, but I, I, I concede to the national piece. I I think we need to abandon the national model because that's not how we pick a president in this country, and it it doesn't do us any good to be like ah well. Joe Biden's leading in the national poll a by national, 10%. A nas- yeah, a national – okay, I don't know. I Third take it back points. on Wisconsin. I don't think it was actually as close. It wasn't. Yeah. But – well, I, I don't think it was as close, but I think it was within the margin, if I'm remembering correctly. Um, the final poll had him had Biden winning by 10. And Whoa, final poll or average? Final poll average. Uh, really? Yeah. On what? Him. Are you this going is, real clear or 5e Fox? No, uh, this is actually the New York Times. Okay. They do. They also do a collection of all the okay. polls. Anyhow, no one looks at them. Everyone looks <laughs> I'm at them. Kidding. Um, but currently, the results are within one point, so not within the margin of error whatsoever. What was I reading? Anyways, forget what I said. National polling doesn't actually make sense to me because nobody really cares about the popular vote in a system that doesn't actually use the popular vote to decide elections. Yeah. It's state by state and battleground states is what we need. We need accurate polling there, not the national polls. You know what we need? And this is something that we could actually do. We need to do fantasy teams for elections. Yes. I actually made a draft when the primaries happened a year ago, and I've never commercialized it. So watch out, America. Yeah. Trademarked. Stamp. <laughs> Our mascot will be a mix of both Claritin, no, the real won't. clear a vitamin, fox? and 5e Fox. A sleepy fox. I mean, we're dangerously likely to have a mascot. Watch out. Are we? I didn't sign on for this. <laughs> What's an animal that starts with a D? 
Why is the first thing that popped in my head a dingo? <laughs> dingo? The hell's a dingo? It's like a dog. A dingbat. That's you. <laughs> a dolphin. The dangerous dog. <laughs> well, I'm tired of talking about mascots, Caleb. I am too. But there is one more thing that we have to talk about. Is there? Yeah. There is. Next week is Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. and Or Turkey Day. Whatever you so choose. Whatever you want to call it. So we will not be releasing a podcast next week. We'll be off for mm-hmm. one week. I know it's big sad. I'm sad thinking about it. You're just a sad boy in general. Oh, <laughs> kind of hurt. But anyways, I have many thanks for this guy right here. Oh, <laughs> you just did that to make me look bad. <laughs> Maybe a little, <laughs> but we'll miss all of you. But we we'll, will. we'll see you in two weeks. And... Um, I have thanks for you as well. I feel like I have to add that in now. Trying to make it up? Yep, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my name is Terrell. And I'm Caleb. And we're Dangerously Likely to make a podcast.